Matt Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And great to have you with us. The best day of the week. That's a lie. Monday. No. Like I said on Twitter this morning, it's the red-headed stepchild of the week. No, that's not true, Keith. That's not true at all. I just hope Hillary Kennedy doesn't take that personally. <laughs> because she has red hair? Uh, no, because her middle name's Monday. Yes, because oh. she has okay, red hair. I, uh-huh, uh-huh. I was going to say, I, I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't notice that? <laughs> so naive. <sighs> I'm so naive. I just uh-huh. bought into the fact that her middle name was Monday. <laughs> Hillary Monday Kennedy. And Hillary Monday Kennedy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, 888-900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter if you'd like to participate with the show today. Uh, kind of a weird uh, Kentucky Derby over the weekend. Very weird. Country House won after a disqualification of the actual winner. Maximum security, which was undefeated going into the uh, Kentucky Derby. And uh, apparently maximum security bumped into a couple of horses and so was declared to have interfered. So she, uh, maximum security went from first to seventeenth, just like that. Oh! And Country House was declared the winner after finishing second. It's just it tainted. It's too bad. It, it's uh, you know that blows the whole. I, I think that blows the Triple Crown uh, for for the year. Mm. I mean, if Country House were to go on and win the Preakness and uh, the Belmont, so what? Didn't really win the Kentucky Derby. Wouldn't you think that's a little tainted? Yeah, I never thought of that. I was more concerned about the people with their betting slips that they threw in the garbage can right yeah. after. Hold all tickets. Oh, boy. That's an announcement that would piss you off if you picked maximum security. <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, that I would be a little hacked off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you've got uh, country house people that probably threw away their tickets. They're like, right? oh, crap. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Wait, it's in here somewhere. I know I... Oh. Now you've created quite a mess. Well, I mean, I was just trying to demonstrate yes. for the folks what it looked like. You really like, went uh, all out for that bit. At the uh, Kentucky Derby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's still more paper in there if you want. You know. Oh, no, no, I'm okay. That's, all right. Oh, 65 okay. to 1 odds. All righty. Yeah, Blaze TV. Too people. much coffee this morning? No coffee nope. at all. That's no, a, really? Yeah, huh? Oh, wow. Just, uh, uh, I, I demonstrate for the folks, uh, the paid subscribers of Blaze TV. That's he, He's pretty committed to it. He was pretty committed. Oh, my gosh. Look, where did it go? <laughs> and it was 20 minutes, too. So you had plenty of time to throw yes. away your ticket. It that was is 20 not good, man. minutes. How many unclaimed I don't know, man. A lot. I, it wasn't part of the article, but I thought that's the interesting aspect of <laughs> mm-hmm. this. All the betters. And whether or not they threw away their tickets in the meantime. And normally I put $10 on like the longest mm. odds. He had the longest odds, right? Um, uh, the longest odds for a winner. Okay, oh, oh I got you. I got 1911 you. or something. So chances are I wouldn't have, as I did not this year, bet on the race. I yeah. would have probably bet on him. I think uh, Country House was a 65 to 1 shot. Yeah. Yeah, 65 to 1. Yeah, so I don't pick like the, the, the furthest one. I try to put it somewhere in the middle. So I could have landed on him, but no, of course mm. I didn't this year. Of course not. Of course no. not. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, only one, the only one with longer odds that won was, I think, 1911, and it was 99 to 1. Wow. Yeah. So. Amazing. <laughs> anyway, I maximum securities people, I think, are going to, they're planning to protest. Uh, they might dispute this, and uh, we'll see what happens. Mm. Uh, got this uh, tweet from the president of the United States who had to weigh in on, yes, Ugh. the Kentucky Derby. Ridiculous. The Kentucky Derby decision was not a good one. It was a rough and tumble race on a wet and sloppy track 
actually a beautiful thing to watch. <laughs> Only in these days of political correctness could such an overturn occur. The best horse did not win the Kentucky Derby. Not even close! Exclamation point. All right. There's just some things you don't have to weigh in on, man. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. I, I mean, is he friends with the owner of the know. horse that, that got, you know, I job know. there or whatever? I don't know. I really, it's strange. It's so strange. Strange. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why the president of the United States would weigh in on the Kentucky Derby <laughs> like that. 888 Let me tell you about iTarget Pro. Uh, every year. You know, we make resolutions, and by May, they're pretty well done, usually. <laughs> I mean, almost always, right? <laughs> Unless you've got amazing willpower. Um, but here's something that's pretty easy to do. It's resolve to get better with your firearm. And you could do that with iTarget Pro. iTarget Pro utilizes your smartphone and their app. And their app tracks a caliber-specific laser inside the, the weapon, which fits into your firearm. And it detects where your shots land on the target. Really fun. Really cool. It's dry firing at its best. So you see where the shots land on the target. Uh, it's completely safe. You're not using a bunch of ammo. So you're not having to pay for all that ammo. And then the range fees. I mean, this saves you literally hundreds of dollars over the long run. Mm-hmm. More than that. Pro- yeah, probably more than that. And it's fun, too. Uh, as you get proficient with your gun in your own home... At your own pace and uh, completely convenient for you. So save money, save time, take your skill to the next level safely and effectively. It's the letter I and TargetPro.com. iTargetPro.com, offer code PAT. When you use the offer code, you'll get 10% off plus free shipping. And uh, you're going to love this. It's it's really fun and it's going to help you become proficient with your weapon. It's iTargetPro.com. Uh, oh, by the way, we do have another a, uh, a brand new bingo card, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will start in the upper left-hand corner. Okay. Yeah. Where, 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 where would you go for this, though, by the way, if you want to play? Oh, you would go to uh, a Twitter mm-hmm. and find it right there. Uh, we're tweeting it out. At Pat Unleashed. At Pat Pinned Unleashed. to the top there. That's true. Pinned, and, and that's the first square. In the upper left-hand corner. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Uh, then good and plenty clause. Bob, the show's going to be over. Oh, gosh, from the Beto. <laughs> from the Beto guitar mm-hmm. thing. Uh, Martin oversleeps again. Uh-huh. Let's hope we don't have that square. Yeah, let's um, see. That would be, it's what, 45 times? Yeah, so in... we're, up to, we're up to 44. 44. This would be the 45th, okay, 45th time, time in the last month. 47 days. And this guy's a liar. <laughs> uh, the rim shot. And then uh, we're down to the second row. Keith mentions the Connells. Oh, the most underrated band of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Afghanistan to Z- from Afghanistan to Zanzibar. Get on the American. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeffy pushes his chewing the fat merch. <laughs> he, he's pretty good at that. Yeah, he is. Do we have any calls, Ivan? Uh, Pat is mostly vegetarian, except for <laughs> ellipses. <laughs> uh, just because a uh, oh a cat can give. Birth to kittens in the oven. That don't make them biscuits. Quan LX, uh-huh. We haven't used that in a while. No. We got about time it. to bring that back. Yeah. Pat spoils an old movie plot. That's never happened. I don't, I don't even know we why that's square. did it twice last week. It's never happened. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? <laughs> Is the middle square. Uh-huh. Uh, Keith, good grief. That could happen. That's a free square right there. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Um, <laughs> punches blank punches above their weight. <laughs> Thank you, Barack Obama. <laughs> it gives us a good excuse to play that because I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Keith tweets from Pat's account on the air. Oh, never. The Villages. The Villages. Oh, Joe Biden. America's song? favorite, friendliest hometown. Uh, contemporaneous. We have to change our traditions. The Laugh Track. Which uh, sounds a little something <laughs> like that that doesn't count, however. No, they liked it. They yeah. did like yeah, the mention of the Laugh yeah, Track. Yeah, they did. That's kind of ironic. Made laugh. <laughs> uh, misheard song lyrics. Mm-hmm. He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I say, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I understand. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Presidential candidate drops out of the race. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't coming. Know if, that's got to be coming, right? You would think before the first, and maybe everybody's just holding out till the first debate, but you would think, as expensive it is, as it is, as much money as it takes, and as tough as it is to fundraise for some of these candidates nobody's ever heard of, you would think they'd be dropping out right and left already when they see that they're less than 1%. Of the vote, yeah, they're they're hoping to make a splash though. Uh, June twenty, what seventh, twenty eighth, somewhere in there. And if they can just hold on till then, they probably think, and eh, mm-hmm. people are America's going to fall in love with me. Yeah. So we'll see if that happens. And then the megaphone, the final square there. We'll be down to fifteen okay. candidates after that first debate. Yeah, I think we will. It, it'll it'll narrow down. It'll willow down pretty quickly, I think. And we're at 21 right now, right? Is it 20 uh, or 21? Oh, and Bill de Blasio getting in this week, uh, most likely. Oh, that's right. So 22, it'll, it'll be. So we're going to have a, a communist, uh, another communist. <laughs> um, they're almost all communists, but this one is a pretty dyed-in-the-wool communist oh, yes. who actually gave comfort and aid to the enemy in the 80s. In Manawandiyarawa. Wasn't it? It was, yeah. it was Nicaragua, right? Yeah, it was uh, Manawa Niarawa. Uh, yeah. uh, he was a big he was a big fan of the communist regime in uh, in Nicaragua. Niarawa. I, just, I can't say it anymore without doing that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So yeah. um, when he gets in, yeah. uh, we'll have. I, I don't think he considers himself a communist anymore, but he he was in fact a communist, I believe, <laughs> card carrying maybe even at one time. Hi, the Democrat Party, they must be proud. They've got to be proud for what's going on in their party. Even Nancy Pelosi was saying, hey, uh, let's keep our party, you know, kind of in the center here if we could. You know it's getting bad when essentially the leader of the party, and she pretty pretty much is, uh, is saying, hey, can can we stop with the... You know, far, far, far extreme left stuff for a minute. Could we just maybe remember that uh, this is America? <laughs> we got a constitution. It's a capitalist system. Uh, it's just a couple of uh, safety tips for you there. This is America. We do have a constitution. And this is a capitalist economy. So, because the Democrat Party, it's getting away from them. If if you're a moderate Democrat, you got no place in the Democrat Party anymore. Yeah, seriously, I mean, John F. Kennedy would not—he'd uh, be a Republican today, easily. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, speaking of tweets, Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib over the weekend, tweeting up a storm. Mm-hmm. 
tweeting about uh, Israel. Yeah, because, I mean, you, know, you got the uh, the <clears throat> missiles, right? How many total missiles did we have? Uh, just about 600-some so far. So I saw something where it was Israel. an average of one every three minutes over the weekend. And some Israelis, three Israelis at least, have been killed so far. And so our politicians, like you're about to mention, were probably on board with... Um, uh, you know, with Israel defending d- defending themselves, themselves sure, and, and, sure, and showing support for Israel and the because innocent people that are getting. Killed. Let me ask you something: If Canada started launching rockets into Michigan, into the district of Rashida Tlaib or Alan Omar, mm-hmm. certainly they'd they'd think. I mean, we should respond to that, right? Yeah, at least with a tweet. Six hundred rockets go into Michigan from Canada, and. Uh, what do you think Alan Omar and Rashida Tlaib tweet? Huh. Well, about Israel and and their response, Alan Omar tweets, how many more protesters must be shot, rockets must be fired, and little kids must be killed until the endless cycle of violence ends? Ask the Palestinians, pumpkin. Ask them. The status quo of occupation and humanitarian crisis in Gaza is unsustainable. Only real justice can bring about security and lasting peace. That's what she tweets. Wow. As Israel tries to defend itself. Wow. And then there was a... How about this clip from just a few months ago um, where she seems to be suggesting that Israel shouldn't even exist. Ooh. Here she is. Most of the things that have always been aggravating to me is that we have had... Uh, a policy that makes one superior to the other. And we mask it with a conversation that's about justice and Pause it for a, second. a two-state solution. There's no masking it. Of course we favor Israel over over the Palestinians. Of course. Uh, a normalized civilization over a group of people that elected terrorists to run their country. I don't know. Yeah, uh, we relate to that a little bit better. Sorry. I mean, I don't... This is a group of people that teaches that Israelis and Jews are pigs and they should be killed and they have no right to exist. And it's in their charter that they don't have any right to exist. Well, of course we favor Israel. All right, there's more. ...have had uh, a policy that makes one superior to the other. (laughs) And we mask it with a conversation that's about justice and a two-state solution when you have policies that clearly prioritize um, one over the other. Such as? Um, I mean, just our relationship really Mm -hmm. with uh, the Israeli government and the Israeli state. And so when I see Israel Institute... Mm -hmm. Um, um, law that that recognizes it as a as a as a Jewish state yeah, and does not yeah, recognize um, the mm. other religions that are that are living in it, and we still uphold it as a democracy in the Middle East. Uh-huh. I almost chuckle because I know that if wow. you mm. know we 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 say we see that in in any other society, we would criticize it we would call it out we do that to iran we do that to Mm. any other place that sort of upholds its religion is that true do we criticize iran because they're an islamic state i don't think so we we criticize them because they're oppressive that's why that's why we criticize iran we barely criticize saudi arabia we almost never do and there's another islamic society we support them outright Uh uh-huh 
So what are you talking about? Well, we don't have any problem with um, with Islamic societies. We uh, we condemn when they when they go after Israel or say that Israel doesn't have any right to exist. But as far as them just being a religious society, I don't know that we do criticize them for that. And she said something about like Israel doesn't. What did she say? Like doesn't treat uh, other religions well in their yeah, country? I've yeah, never yeah. heard anything. No, like they're. That. I mean, come on. It's unbelievable. She's grasping. It's, it's unbelievable the freedom that that the people in Israel have that are not Jewish. And it's a, it's amazing how that's where Palestinians get employment is in Israel, hmm. and then they have to keep it quiet because if they go back to the Palestinian territory. And people know that they work in Israel. They can be killed for it. They keep that pretty quiet. Even though they're being employed and sustained in their lifestyle by Israel. Rashida Tlaib tweeted, When the world stopped dehumanizing our... When will the world stop dehumanizing our Palestinian people who just want to be free? Wait, 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 wait. Is this the same place they're, they're launching rockets yeah, into yeah, yeah. Israel? Yeah, but they just want to be free. Okay. They just want to be free. Okay. If they just wanted to be free, why didn't they accept their Palestinian state in the first place huh. in 1947? Why? I If that's all they, they wanted, they could have had it 70 years ago. Why didn't they? Well, I'll tell you why. Because they didn't want Israel to exist at all. Rather than a two-state solution, which they had in the very beginning, uh, which the UN granted them from the very beginning, they just turned it down and said, nope, uh, we're going to take it all. Anyway, she continued, headlines like this and framing it in this way, I don't know what headline she's talking about, just feeds into the continued lack of responsibility on Israel and who unjustly oppress and target Palestinian children and families. They do not target Palestinian children. She's got a cute hashtag there too. Hashtag free Palestine. Uh So where was the hashtag for like Israel and and did she she express sympathies for the victims? No, uh uh-uh, no. Okay. No. Hmm. I mean, that's the response you have to 600 rockets being launched at Israel. Okay. All right. But they just want freedom. That's all. But it's not like they're they sitting congressmen or anything like that. They don't nah, hold like some important on. office in this country, nah. high up in government. No. Yes, they do. But. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's agonizing. It is grotesque. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about Riduzone. If you uh, want to lose weight and you've been struggling with this uh, for a long time, this might be exactly what you need to put you over the top. Uh, there is something in your system called OEA, which sends a signal to your brain that you're full. But, you know, for some of us, that signal isn't strong enough, and that's why we just keep eating, and then you gain weight. But you can get your body some help with Riduzone. It contains OEA. It's formulated to help you know when you're full. It sends a stronger signal to your brain. Hey, stop eating. And then you listen to it. Because willpower only gets you so far to fight food cravings, and stop eating when you should, uh, you might need a stronger signal going to your brain, and that's Riduzone. It's not a stimulant. 
doesn't contain any caffeine at all. You won't feel jittery and jumpy when you take it. Uh, Riduzone contains OEA, and that's it. That's all it contains. So go to Riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Get a special offer right now at Riduzone.com, Riduzone.com. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Uh, what a weekend again for uh, Avengers Endgame. Yeah, I got to it. Good stuff. You liked it? I did. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's kind of uh, how how long are we in that realm? <laughs> and yes, there no spoilers coming. I promise. But how long uh, with this movie are we in that realm where it's like you can't you you can't talk about it yet? You know? Yeah, it's uh, just for a like while. You, you can't say anything other than like, "Yep, mm-hmm. I liked it." What else you want to talk about today? <laughs> uh, it look it lost almost sixty percent of its audience from the first week, mm. and still made one hundred and forty five million dollars over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> one hundred and forty five million. So it's up to six hundred nineteen million already in two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. It's already almost doubled its budget of three. Wow, good golly, that cost a lot of money. Three hundred fifty-six million to make. <laughs> wow, three hundred fifty was that? That's got to be the most expensive movie ever made, right? Let's see here. That's got to be. Wow, I, I didn't see that price tag before, but it's already at six hundred nineteen million, so they're doing pretty well. Plus, it's at two billion worldwide. Two billion in two weeks. Listen to this. Listen to this. Mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides officially holds a record with a budget of three hundred and seventy-eight point five million. Oh my gosh! And what was this one? Three sixty-five. Three fifty-six. Three fifty-six. So. so wow. Jeez. Did that make its money back? I don't know. And it says the Hobbit huh. trilogy stands as the most expensive back-to-back film production with combined cost of six twenty-three million after Shh. tax credits. Wow. So I want to know how much Stranger Tides made now for that three hundred seventy-eight million budget. Yeah, look that up. Uh, and, I mean, the worldwide box office doesn't do as well for them as the North American. They get less of those proceeds. Uh, so it's always more important what it does in North America than what it does worldwide. But still. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides made over $1 billion. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's okay. Then. Wow. Okay. They probably did fine. <laughs> That's good to know. So... Avengers Endgame was at 145.8 million. The Intruder was second at 11 million. I mean, this is just dominating the box office like uh, nothing I don't I've, I think I've ever seen before. Longshot was third. That's with uh, Charlize Theron. That's uh, that made 10 million. Ugly Dolls 8.5 million. Oh wow, that's in its opening weekend. Ugly Dolls only made 8.5 million. Wow. Uh, Captain Marvel still made another four million. It's up to four hundred and twenty million since it came out nine weeks ago. So in nine weeks, Captain Marvel, which was a huge hit, made four hundred and twenty. In two weeks, Avengers is at six hundred nineteen million. Wow, that's a fairly successful little movie. Mm-hmm. They got they're, they're onto something, I think, at Marvel. <laughs> no wonder they've got I don't know eighty five more movies planned. Yeah, they've got they've got the formula down. Yeah, they seem to. And they're going to gonna still get in big budgets as long as they keep making big scores at the box office, too. I mean, that is crazy. 
There's a there's been a lot of movies that are better, man, just my humble opinion, that are a lot better than Avengers. Star Wars, for instance. Well, not the latest ones. What? Not the latest. Hold on. If you took mm-hmm. every Avengers movie mm-hmm. and just put it in a hat, okay, and had the other hat, put every Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about all of them. You yeah, can okay. go back to the 70s. Yeah. Uh-huh. Star Wars still better than the Avengers series? Yes. Okay. Now, well, now. If, if you if you include the first three, that's what yes. I'm saying. Now, 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 let's take out those mm-hmm. first three that they've been then no living off of for forty years. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm done here. I mean, the latest one, you know, that was the main. I forget what it's. It was. It was. Was the, it Last Jedi? Is that what was that the latest one? Yeah, like hologram Luke. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, upon further inspection of that movie. I really don't like it. Because I was surprised when really you came in like right it. after and you said you loved it. Yeah, I don't And like I was it. just sitting over here going, huh. I saw it a second good, time and, and uh, a third time, and I'm like, this is not good. By the way, that's They true. ruined Luke. They ruined him. It just wasn't him, you know? <sighs> um, I don't like what they that, did that with trick, it. That trick that he pulled, though, <clears throat> um, yeah. that, that was in, I mean, that is. I know it is a thing. do, yeah. Yeah, it is a Jedi thing. They can yeah. do that. So, um. How, would you say that, that that last Luke movie would qualify as an old movie? <clears throat> the last Luke movie would qualify as old? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, uh, for... No. <laughs> for disclosing a plot? Uh, tell, tell, me about, old tell, me about, tell me about one of the Star Wars movies in the 70s. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, tell me, tell me something that happened back in one of those. Like, uh... Like, does he like have a when dad? Luke like, finds out that Darth Vader's his dad? Shut Oh, yeah, it's, no, sir. I didn't mean to. Darn it. Oh, yeah. no. Plus, man. get this. Uh, Leia is his sister. No, what? No, yeah. come on, man. Even though he kissed her. What are you? First of all, he acts like he's, you know, pretty hot for her. And then it's like, oh, no, I knew all along. She's my oh, sister. I no. knew it all along. You're ruining this. Just and then so when she ways. finds out, she's like, yeah, I know. Somehow I always knew. No, you didn't. No, no you no, did not. Honey, don't say that. That doesn't help your case. No, you didn't. <laughs> also, we didn't talk about this on Friday. Speaking of Star Wars, uh, Peter Mayhew, the guy in the Chewbacca suit. Yeah. He died. That's horrible. Sad. Yeah, that is sad. Yeah. How old was he? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know if it says in this particular but story. But he lived up uh, my, <clears throat> my neck of the woods up there. Uh, oh, really? North of town here. Yep. Oh. Uh, Did you he, ever see him at 7-Eleven or something? Uh, uh, at, at the... Uh, grocery stores? At the Bucky's. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just hanging out did there. Did you? Yeah. No, I did not. No. no, he was born in... Uh, it says he was born in 44. They're asking me to do math. 54. 76. Oh. He would have been 76 uh, in a couple weeks. Do we know so what he 75. died of? I think he's been struggling for a long time. Remember, he was in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah, wheelchair came, bone. Mm. He was able to, to work his way out of that to be in these latest uh, movies. That's um, pretty impressive. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, but uh, that's sad, man. Yeah, it is sad. Really, really good guy. Uh, also, Disney did kind of a cool thing. Uh, they surprised the troops in Afghanistan and Qatar with uh, showings of Avengers Endgame before, I think before it even came out in uh, in theaters. So that was that was nice of Disney to do. It's kind That's of the really least cool. they could do. That's but, really uh, cool. Yeah, it's cool. And they're planning, I guess they're planning to do more. Um, they started at Bagram in Afghanistan, expanding to Kandahar, and even to the embassy in Kabul. 
Uh, they're going to be showing this all all over the That's place. That's really awesome. One, yeah. one thing that I was thinking during that movie is, you know, we have a Captain America, and I thought how it got released in China at the same time, and um, maybe I'm just so arrogant as an American, <laughs> but I thought <laughs> people in China are watching this, seeing a Captain America. We never see a Captain China over here in movies that we go to in droves, <laughs> so put that in your pipe, China. <laughs> Sorry. It's my it's brain the ugly goes. American in us That's coming me, out. That's, That's good. Me. That's good. Uh, 888-900-3393. You believe in abortion or do you want sanctuary cities? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think so. So why would you support companies that spend your hard-earned money to promote that kind of stuff? Big Mobile has given millions of dollars to these causes. And every month you finance the left and undermine the values that mean so much to you. That's why conservatives came together to create Patriot Mobile. You can get the same nationwide great coverage for less money and without the unintended consequences with Patriot Mobile. Um, And I know you probably think it's going to be a hassle to switch. I don't want to. I won't have the same coverage. But it is the same, and switching is really easy. Unlimited talk and text plans starting as low as $25, and every month you support causes you actually believe in. Mention The Blaze when you call 1-800-APATRIOT or visit them online at patriotmobile.com slash blaze for free activation today. You can make a difference. Switch to Patriot Mobile. Patriotmobile.com slash blaze or 1-800-APATRIOT. Ray Unleashed. A few tweets here uh, to share. Um, Mike Lee sat on me couch. Small mass, small mouth bass. Kurt. <laughs> Mandatory drug test today at the Blaze for Keith Malinak because of the, uh, I guess, the garbage. Oh, the garbage can incident garbage earlier? Can yeah, incident. you know what? Go back and watch mm-hmm. on the Blaze TV if you'd like to see what someone mm-hmm. looking for a lost betting slip looks like. <laughs> uh, Malinak's mowing service. The president shouldn't weigh in on everything? Dang, I was really looking forward to his comments on the toddler arm wrestling championship. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I saw that tweet come in, and I had to Google just to make sure, because it's 2019. I is thought, there a toddler arm wrestling? I, I yeah, thought there's there a reasonable chance. No, I didn't find that, but there okay. is the Manitoba Arm Wrestling Kids Championship that I've got to catch up on YouTube later. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexandria Go tweets, for a party that's all worried about Russian collusion, there's sure a lot of communists in that primary lineup. Uh, the pickled so squirrel good. tweets, 600 rockets over the border ain't no thing. Misgender someone? Ah! Riot for days, mass hysteria. That's a truth. Yeah. Kool-Aid <laughs> with a C. Uh, it's not Christians, Hindus, Buddhists, or Jews that are sending rockets into Israel. Things that make you go, hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, from Publius. Marvel did good, but who still remembers the Prince's Bride word for word? I do. This guy right here. I do, I this do. Guy does. Who wants gum? I do, I do. Remember that commercial? Anybody? No, I no. don't. Wait. Just aging myself again. Wait, what, what, what was that commercial? Who wants gum? I do, I Who do. Who wants gum? I do, I do. It's an old Trident commercial. You've never seen that? I don't think so. In fact. Ooh, 1983. 83. I can't believe I've Wow, know it's that been that one. long. My gosh. Has it really been that long? Wow. Who wants gum? And then uh, they, the, <clears throat> she throws it in the pool. Go get it, you little brats. Oh, nice. Hope you drown along the way. Oh, I hope you two has this. (laughs) 
I remember the stupid, um, you know, get fresh a little longer. You know, big oh, red, wow, that's, you know? that's back a ways, too. Yep. And I also remember, um, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to tweet this out later at Keith Malinak because it's the, it's the most double entendre commercial ever, but uh, Juicy Fruit. Mm-hmm. There's a particular one that comes to mind that I will tweet out later and you can enjoy it after the show. Okay. But, uh, but what gum doesn't really advertise much anymore, do they? Doesn't seem like it, no. It used to be. Remember the Double Mint Twins? Yeah. Yeah. You do remember Double do. Mint Twins. Okay. Yeah. Like, and I remember like, you know, four out of five dentists choose. Yes. Trident. Trident. Yeah. And the, and the one dentist who, who recommended tooth decay. He's a jerk. I, I want you to get cavities and I want your teeth to rot out of your head. And he probably does because that it probably increases does. his business. Yes. Why, exactly. I mean, how self-defeating. Why are dentists <laughs> recommending gum. gum that doesn't deteriorate your enamel? Um, my daughter goes to a dentist who's, whose slogan includes gum. It's like. Brush, floss, chew. And she's like, what is the chew part? Well, we recommend sugarless gum uh, because it cleans your teeth. So, I mean, he does recommend sugarless gum. Interesting. Yeah, it is. Hmm. Isn't it? It's it's interesting, Ivan. Is there a number people can call? Yeah, it's uh, it's right there above the door because you often tend to forget it. When when can people call it? Uh, Anytime they want to. They can call uh, (laughs) 888-900. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's interesting. That's interesting. All right. Uh, do you know that if you're looking for a bargain, um, I've got one for you. The ticket prices for the Bill and Hillary speaking tour have gone down again. <laughs> Tickets to the latest stop on their speaking tour were going for as little as 20 bucks on the secondary market. <laughs> 20 bucks. Uh, the best seats in the house yeah. at Seattle's Wamu Theater could could be had for the, now the best seats best one. $829. Is oh that, boy. That's a lot, but it's 54% less than they started out, $1785. So they dropped it over half. <laughs> that's still way too much, man. It's still way too much. You see those two yeah. babble on about nothing. And I I don't know if anybody bought those seats. Organizers uh, had to slash the listed prices and even offer discount uh, coupons through Groupon to boost sales. <laughs> the official prices for Friday's appearance ranged from sixty six fifty to five nineteen, according to the Seattle Times. But you could get it for as little as twenty bucks. I'm telling you, even Democrats don't care about these two anymore. Nope. They have just been they've been kicked to the curb. Yeah. And it's about time. Would have been nice if they had been kicked to the curb in I don't know nineteen ninety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Before we even had a chance to hear about them, would have been nice. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Another tweet from the president over the weekend. Despite the tremendous success I've had as president, including perhaps the greatest economy and most successful first two years of any president in history. <laughs> Wait a minute! Wow. Okay. They have stolen. S-T-O-L-L-E-N. Two oh. years of, of my, our presidency, collusion delusion, that we will never be able to get back. And that's why he retweeted um, Jerry Falwell Jr. saying that we should add two years to his first term <laughs> as reparations. That's what he <laughs> was doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he retweeted Jerry Falwell. Falwell, I mean, is, is there... 
anybody who is more Trumpified than Jerry Falwell? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, that guy, you know, I, I, it's amazing to see uh, how Trump can do no wrong to, for, for that guy. I mean, there's nothing he's ever done, nothing he could ever do. And he said so, actually. Is there anything he could do to lose your support? No. no. <laughs> Wait, do what? Really? Do you want to elaborate no. that? That's your final answer? No, it's my final answer. No. Uh-uh. So no. There's, there's nothing he could do to lose my support. Okay. Wait, nothing? No, nothing. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All righty, then. Yes. Indeed. Good. That's that's nice. Uh, <laughs> also, there is now, as you take the good and the bad with this president, between the tweets and some of his policies, like the gas tax increase that he he wants to push through. Yeah, that seems like it's dying a quick death there it, in Congress. I would hope so. The other thing is he suggested more tariffs on China, and now the futures for uh, for the stock market have gone down 500 points. Oh, boy. Probably as a result of that. Um, but then there's things like uh, proposing to make it easier to deport immigrants using public benefits. The White House is considering a proposal now <clears throat> to make it easier to deport low-income immigrants who are dependent on public benefits. Because if they shouldn't be here at all, if they're here illegally, they shouldn't be on the taxpayer's dime. Wait, 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 wait. Mr. Gray, are you suggesting that they live in the shadows? No, I'm suggesting they be sent home. <laughs> <laughs> get, them, get them right out into the sunshine uh-huh. uh, in Mexico <laughs> or Guatemala or... England, if that's where they're from. I don't care where they came from, but if they're here illegally, send them home. Yep. Department of Justice has written a draft regulation that, if implemented, would greatly expand the number of immigrants in the U.S. who could be subject to deportation for using public benefits. Good. The new proposal is part of the Trump administration's larger effort to limit immigration from low-income foreign nationals. Such benefits include the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, SNAP, commonly referred to as food stamps, supplemental security income, SSI, doled out to the elderly and disabled, and temporary assistance for needy families, Section 8 housing vouchers, and various Medicaid benefits as well. So if the draft regulation is put into effect, it would it'd be a sharp reversal from the policy that we've had for a long time to just let them stay here, uh, let them continue to feed off our dime i mean is that right that not only are we paying for all the benefits of americans not only are we supplementing americans income but also people who shouldn't even be here who are not citizens we're supplementing theirs too i I, we can't take care of all the world's poor we just can't (sighs) do many different ways can this great nation Commit national suicide. Yeah, I don't know, we're, but we're trying to find out. <laughs> we're trying to... There's a real effort now to find out how many different ways we can do it. And it needs to stop. Unfortunately, the president is uh, calling BS on some of it. 888 Look, if you're in continual pain, there is something you can do about it. Um, it is called Relief Factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith is... So sold on Relief Factor, and there's good reason, because he's been taking it for how long now? I'm a big fan. A couple years? Oh, my gosh. Several years now I've been taking it, and um, I, honestly, leg ached every day. 
started taking Relief Factor every day. It no longer hurts. I know it works. So great. Mm-hmm. It's really great. Yep. Um, when you find something like this, you really want to keep using something like this. Mm-hmm. And usually we spend, you know, Americans on average spend $2,000 a year to combat their pain. Probably some of us a lot more than that. And 66% of people who are in continual pain just expect to live the rest of their life with it. Maybe you don't have to. Try Relief Factor. It's 100% drug-free. And they created a three-week quick start for you. That's only $19.95. So try this for three weeks. If it works for you, order more. If not, just stop using it. And you're only out in $19.95. 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start go on to order more. Meaning... It's working for them. So get your life back with Relief Factor and their three-week quick start for $19.95. If you're in pain, what do you have to lose? If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain, get your life back, go to relieffactor.com right now. relieffactor.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. I love that Senate Democrats tried to do a poll thinking they were really they were really cagey about uh hey we're going to show America that yeah we're going to we're going to show this president that that the people the people demand Supreme Court justices like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. So the official account for Senate Democrats put out a Twitter poll to prove that they want liberal, uh, you know, the people of America want liberal Supreme Court justices. And the tweet went like this. Uh, do you want more Supreme Court justices like Ruth Bader Ginsburg or do you want more justices like Brett Kavanaugh? Uh, 72 to 28. Justice Kavanaugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh won in a landslide. I think I think there's two days left and you can still vote if you no, want. No, 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 no. So we, oh, screen, we screen grabbed it when it was 68 to 32 Kavanaugh over Ginsburg. Now it's but, 72 28. And they pulled it down two oh, days they early. They just said, oh, you know what? This really? ain't working out. Let's just... Uh, and they pulled it, take down. it down. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're lame. They're pathetic. Oh, that's so great. Uh, <laughs> I guess they were thinking that only leftists you know, can access the Senate Democrats' Twitter account? <laughs> what were they... I love it. They know how the internet works, right? Apparently not. No. <laughs> that's so great, though. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> we'll show you... Donald Trump? Uh, no. No. I think the other way around. That's really good stuff. It's right fantastic. <laughs> um, 888-933-93. Also, uh, wow, this is some disturbing stuff. There is a uh, video of Muslim children saying, we will chop their heads off. And they're speaking of the Jews in uh, Jerusalem. And the uh, Muslim American Society in Philadelphia says, yeah, um, we didn't vet that uh, video before it went up on our Facebook page. Yeah, I'm sure you didn't. But yeah, that doesn't represent our values. Hmm. So we have the video for you that they posted. And as you watch these children singing songs about violence and speaking poems about chopping people's heads off. See if you believe that it doesn't represent their values. Take a look at this. 
Those who reject oppression are the ones who assert their existence. And they eliminate injustice from the land of the Arabs. Rebels, rebels, rebels. So they've got some routine to this song that the kids are dancing to. Glorious steeds call us and lead us onto paths leading to the Al-Aqsa Mosque. The blood of martyrs protects us. Paradise needs real men. The land of the Prophet Muhammad's night journey is calling us. Our Palestine must return to us. O Saladin, your men are among us. Shame will be washed away. You need force and the Quran, O free people. We must preserve no matter what happens. And with the help of the omnipotent Lord, day will follow night. Take us, O ships, until we liberate our lands. Until we reach our shores and crush the treacherous ones. Blow, O winds of paradise. Flow, O rivers of martyrs. My Islam is calling. Who is going to heed its call? Rise, O righteous ones. Now the poems. Our martyrs sacrificed. (laughs) They attained paradise, and the scent of musk emanates from their bodies. Okay? They compete with one another to reach paradise. Will Jerusalem be their capital city? Or will it be a hotbed for cowards? We will defend the land of divine guidance with our bodies, and we will sacrifice our souls without hesitation. We will chop off their heads, and we will liberate the sorrowful and exalted Al-Aqsa Mosque. These are kids maybe, I don't know, 10, 8, 10, 12 years old, somewhere in there. Yep. It's like, that can't be the first time they've ever done that, right? I mean, they knew the routines to the song. Um, And and that's that's the thing. Um, That's over in the Middle East, you know, where they are indoctrinating uh, the youth. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, that does happen in the Middle East. Sure. But this happens to be in uh, a little closer to home. Okay, like... uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mm. Yeah, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's where where those kids are are apparently being indoctrinated into that kind of nonsense. That's the town where, like, America was created. Right, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, hurts. it was once our capital city, <clears throat> Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Executive director, though, Ayman Hamas, Hamas, sure, Hamas, mm-hmm. Hamas, uh, Hamas, said the American, the Muslim American society learned of the content at, of the video um, after the Middle East Res- Media Research Institute posted a translation on Friday. The society issued a statement calling the video disturbing. Yeah, you think, and condemning no. the words in it. How you figure? It does not represent our understanding of Islam, nor the understanding of the mainstream Muslim community. Okay, it, it's a little hard to accept that explanation when these kids have developed routines around these songs, and they're standing there reciting poems like that. Like, that's just the first time? Did these kids learn this on their own? They just started writing poems about cutting people's heads off. Don't tell me that doesn't represent your values. Yeah, they, they just don't tell me that. Like uh, that's garbage. Congresswoman Talib told us, you know, they just want Palestinians to be free. Yeah, that's all they that's want. That's all they want. Sure, don't worry about it. Just hashtag free Palestine. I mean, the Jews are so oppressive, you know. So we got to launch rockets into their cities. Have to. I mean, it's so frustrating. There are so many things for me just as an observer, that mm-hmm. are so clear, black and white. I know. I and know. yet, not the case. 
<laughs> Sorry, this is evil. Uh, yes. Well, it is. And especially when you're teaching this to children. These are children. And we talk about this happening in the Palestinian territories, and we've seen it many times there. Now when you see it in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, oh my goodness! I mean, if, if that doesn't shake you to the core and realize that something's wrong here, uh, nothing will. 888 Um, Let me tell you about realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn and Tanya started Real Estate Agents I Trust because uh, they were so frustrated trying to sell their home in Connecticut, and it just sat there, and then the price continued to plummet. So they went out and looked at some ways that they could improve the situation for themselves and for you and came up with Real Estate Agents I Trust. And what they found along the way was you've got to be really committed to this business. Can't be part-time or inexperienced. You have to have a long track record of success in the business. You have to know the market values in your area and be able to price the homes accordingly based on all the comparables around you. And this is really important. They're fans of the show like you. So you've got that in common with them. Get your home sold quickly and for the right price or buy one with realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now and we'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. realestateagentsitrust.com. He's Pat Gray. He's unleashed and he's on the blades. Welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> did you happen to see the video of the Big Ben Tower running a marathon over the weekend? <laughs> Ran a mar- This guy yeah. in a Big Ben suit ran 26.2 miles. Are we sure he ran the whole thing dressed as Big Ben? Sure. This is amazing. Well, here he is at the end of the marathon. He's got to be exhausted at this point. After running 26.2 miles. Watch this. And then there he is. tries to get across the finish line. <sighs> there he is. <sighs> All right. Finish line. Yes. Holy cow. Yes. Nice that job. is unbelievable. Oh, and oh, bo- oh, oh boy. Oh, oh. oh golly. Oh, uh, no. The Low oh. clearance. Low clearance. Oh, honey. Big Ben's a little too tall. He can't get through. He can't. The clock tower so doesn't little, fit underneath the finish line. Needs a little help. Look at how many people with... Wearing nothing, he beat. That's amazing. And then they finally help him uh, duck down <laughs> underneath all the scaffolding. Got to plan ahead next time, Big Ben. And then he's done. Okay. Wow. Uh, how many people did he beat? Right. A, a lot. Good job. <laughs> I want to know if he cheated or if he just put that on at the end. Mm-hmm. I got to know. Maybe ducked in an alleyway or something. Yeah. Put it on for the last half mile. Uh-huh. Okay. Got to know if he ran that whole distance. That's impressive. Yeah. You got to be in pretty good, pretty good shape. For yeah. That. I mean, you're getting your vitamins and minerals in your diet. Um, <laughs> and, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're just doing that like I do uh, with Brickhouse Nutrition and Field of Greens. Maybe you don't even like vegetables. And, uh, and you have to go to Field of Greens, which every serving, every scoop of it is a full serving of real USDA organic fruits and vegetables. Complete with antioxidants that will boost your immune system. And there's prebiotic and probiotic power there. So you're saying that... To get you through a marathon. You start taking Brickhouse, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. too 
could run a marathon dressed like a clock tower. Dressed like the Big Ben clock tower, yes. Wow. Yes. It's amazing. I mean, possibly. Maybe. I mean, we <laughs> look, let, let's be honest here. We can't claim that it's going to work for everybody. No. Like some of your you, results may vary. Yeah, some of you might have to dress like a car, you know, or or you might have to dress up like uh, like a palm tree. Right. You, you may not be able to pull off the You may not be able to pull off Big bit. Ben, but uh <laughs> just being able to walk. Right. Five blocks would be a start for some of us. And <laughs> this is a really good start for you. It's real food. And if it weren't for Field of Greens, you know, not only would I would I have scurvy, uh, but I'd be <laughs> sick all the time. So go to BrickHousePat.com. You'll get 15% off your first order when you use the offer code PAT. A better you awaits. A, he- a healthier you. BrickHousePat.com. Offer code PAT. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, You know what's going on in Europe? One of the most unlikely activists has risen to prominence that you will ever see. Uh, Somebody that you would never expect is is pushing, well, they're pushing Marxism in Europe. Mm. Pam Anderson. Mm. Yeah, Baywatch's... Pamela Anderson. Where does she live, anyway? The original tool girl from uh, from Home Improvement. Where does she... I don't know where... I think she lives in Europe now. Um, because she visited uh, Julian Assange in the embassy when he was in there. Often. In fact, there was talk that, that they're an item. Like they're... You know, they hooked up. Yeah, I don't know that... In the embassy. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if they were an item. I don't know. Maybe for like... Maybe a, something was going on between the Every two of them. Every now and then. Yeah. Um, but she's also uh, apparently big into uh, pushing communism in in Europe, uh, which is strange. Uh, I wouldn't expect that. And I wouldn't expect a lot of people to be taking her seriously either. Uh, it's kind of uh, freaky. But... Apparently, they're listening to her uh, quite a bit, and she is fairly respected in European circles. Good grief. I don't know how this happened. I mean, I, yeah, the Baywatch, uh, babe, yeah, that's that's who I get all my <laughs> political advice from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Europe. <laughs> it's Europe, man. Exactly. It's Europe. Waves of political change are sweeping across Europe, fueled by anger and economic injustice and the elite institutions that have failed to protect its people. Uh, The disenfranchised have turned to populists to save their problems, to solve their problems. And Britain can now look forward to Donald Trump visiting them in June. Anderson said with a poignant raise of her eyebrows. We should understand Brexit not as a rejection of Europe, but as a rejection of its political class. Brilliant. It's uh, powerful stuff. She's been everywhere, palling around with uh, renegades, political political gestures, Marxists, eco-feminists, anti-capitalists. Is this a Barack Obama audio Barack Obama uh, (laughs) structural feminists. Uh Chicanos. (laughs) She advocated for Julian Assange, 
And uh, more recently, for the Swedish programmer and internet privacy and security activist Ola Bini, well, I, I don't even know who Ola Bini is, imprisoned in Ecuador over alleged links to Assange, she calls British labor leader Jeremy Corbyn a political a politician whose integrity I absolutely and unconditionally admire. And she's hinted at a closeness with uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin. Huh. That doesn't surprise me at all. I'll, I'll bet Putin would like to be close to her. Uh, he seems to be uh, mm. that kind of guy. Giannis uh, Varoufakis, the dashing motorcycle riding economist and former Greek finance minister who's recently partnered with American Democrat presidential candidate Bernie Sanders to launch a movement toward a global new deal called Progressive International, has described Anderson's recent involvement in European activism as absolutely disarming and charming and wonderful. Huh. Wow. I mean... Is this the weirdest world you could possibly imagine? <laughs> a world in which Pamela Anderson is politically admired, respected, I listened up, to? I just give up. How does this happen? Just... Uh, 2019, so, that's how it happened. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> She's heavily involved in this Democracy in Europe movement 2025, which aims at a universal basic income to remedy the evils of capitalism and unrestrained economic growth. Yeah, because you don't want uh, economic growth. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Restrain it. No, yeah, I don't want my quality of life to improve. Please rein in the economic growth. Let's just shut that down. I mean, at, 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 and you do that with socialism. Yeah. So at you'll accomplish point, it that at way. At some point, you, you, you're comfortable enough. <laughs> Other people in this movement include uh, Brian Eno, musician. Mm -hmm. With who? Well, he, you familiar with Brian, Brian he's Eno? He's done some stuff with you, too. I know that. Oh, has he? Yeah. He's kind of like the fifth member, really. Uh, filmmaker Ken Loach. Linguist philosopher Noam Chomsky, also a communist. Uh, but none of those none of those people have the star wattage of Pam Anderson, and so she's kind of leading this group. And they say if Steve Bannon exemplifies American right wing influence on Europe as an inspiration for the Trumpian rise of nativist movements in the age of Brexit, then Anderson is every bit as influential on the left. She draws bigger crowds, bigger crowds than Steve Bannon. Whoa. Seriously, wow, that's impressive. Uh, concerned about social inequality and climate change. Yeah. Oh, 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 well, we all are. Aren't we? Thank you. Aren't we? I mean, that knows no political stripe, Pam. I mean, if you're, if you're concerned about climate change, aren't you, aren't you supposed to be worried about things that, uh, that, that never, uh, degrade like, um, you know, the, the McDonald's containers, the styrofoam containers, you're not supposed to use those. It seems like silicone lasts forever, right? Uh -oh. where, so, where, where's this analogy I mean, going with Pamela Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't silicone last forever, basically? Uh -huh. Yeah, it does. Um, so um, <laughs> it would seem to be something that maybe uh, you don't want to take advantage of. Uh, she and Bannon are like perfect opposites. Depending on who's looking, both are caricatures, proxies for deeper fears of fascism, sexism, and other monsters of the modern psyche, according to this article. For the social 
Justice and eco-warriors of Europe, Anderson is an obvious pick as a standard barrier. Pam Anderson. She may once have been the classic all-American blonde, but lately she has cultivated continental glamour, more Gucci leather than Ralph Lauren cotton. Oh, that's... that's She's adopted uh, Europe as a resident, living in the past couple of years uh, near Marseille on France's Mediterranean coast with her football boyfriend, Adil Remy, free of the gleeful mockery that Americans like Madonna and Gwyneth Paltrow endured when they moved to London and started acting British and, by the way, developed British accents. No. I don't know if Pam's done that yet. Uh, But it's pretty interesting that she is being taken seriously as a political activist. Uh, This is not the 90s anymore. No, it's 2019, which explains Mm -hmm. everything that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it does. (laughs) It does. In the days of Baywatch, according to the article, Europeans saw things a little differently than North Americans. Germans especially had a crush on David Hasselhoff (laughs) that Anderson, the pride of uh, British Columbia, was never going to quite match. (laughs) But now she has. Who knew? So she's surpassed, really, David. Nobody talks about David Hasselhoff anymore, sadly. You know who else was huge in Europe? Um Sold out huge concert venues back in the 90s. That would be uh, the Connells. <laughs> That's true. I'm not. It's I'm, true. I'm being serious. That's true. So, uh, yeah. Did they really? Yeah, they had this great album, Ring, which mm-hmm. if you want to check out, Ring is uh, one of the greatest don't, albums of all time. Don't the Connells check it out. became super popular in the you know mm-hmm. early to mid 90s in Europe, and uh, they did. A Where are they from? Are they from America? Or are Raleigh, they from? North Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm I'm excited that they were big in Europe. Boylan High School, in case you're wondering. Not that I'm a stalker uh, of the Connells. Oh, I think we all know that you are. So okay. uh, that ship has sailed already. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three I mean, could it get any weirder than Pam Anderson? <laughs> it, it don't tempt the Markson. universe, man. I just, don't throw that out there. Yes, the would answer you have is ever yes. guessed she'd be pushing Marxist I, rhetoric? I. Yeah. I that's just bizarre. I mean, she was never like this outspoken capitalist. No, it's but she wasn't like... outspoken politically at all, as far as I know. Yeah, that's true. Right? But I mean, either was Alyssa Milano, and then social media comes along, we created this true. monster we can't put back in the bottle. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Amazing. that is a nightmare when ones and zeros. It would be nice if Melissa, Alyssa Milano would move to Europe as well, and maybe she could, you know, shop her Marxist wares over there. Uh, that would be nice. That'd be great. Unfortunately... There's still internet over there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, 888-933-93. When was the last time you had your ears professionally cleaned? If they itch or there's some pain there, they just feel plugged up. You're constantly asking people to repeat themselves. Uh, You might need Wax RX. It was developed by physicians, and it safely and effectively removes the wax buildup. Then it soothes your ears with a pH-conditioned formula. And now you can use Wax RX without a prescription. You don't have to go to the doctor... Do all that hassle. It's really expensive when you do it this way. Um, this will cost you a lot less. And it's the same basic thing they're going to do in their office. Plus, it it uh, negates using like a cotton swab, jamming that in your ear and uh, imperiling your eardrums. Don't do that. 
Plus, it doesn't work very well. You just push the wax further back in your ear. So try the WaxRx system risk-free today. Just go to usewaxrx.com, use the offer code radio at checkout, and you'll get free shipping. It's usewaxrx.com, offer code radio. Pat Gray Unleashed. And welcome. Uh, 888-933-93, also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, we got this Steve42 tweeting from the Senate Dems tweet where the question was, do you want more justices like Ginsburg or Kavanaugh? Answer? Clarence Thomas. There it is. Yes. <laughs> uh, Hangry Keith's favorite traffic camera tweets, uh, progressive New Deal can't have anything but good results. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the truth? Mm-hmm. Occam's electric razor. Uh, Pat just said, in a world... And didn't use the movie guy voice? Is this really 2019? Pat Gray. Wow, that's I, I don't even know you. In a world. Uh, Pat's liberation, libation emporium. Pat's libation emporium. Yes. Can you imagine a country worshiping celebrities for their brilliant political insights? <laughs> Stupid <laughs> Europeans. <Yeah. laughs> Americans would never be so stupid as to... Yeah. Okay, wait, never mind. Carry on, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I like. <laughs> and at least one. they haven't elected her to anything. Right. No, 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 right? no, 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 no. Uh, Atticus just <laughs> tweeted this out. Keith, you're not a stalker uh, of the Connells. You are the, the stalker. stalker of the Connells. Uh, that's for sure. So, <laughs> so shut up. Nice comeback, Keith. Thank you. Nice comeback. Yeah, I was stewing on that one for a while. Uh, okay, Biden has opened up somewhat of a lead on the rest of the pack in the Democrat field. This is fascinating. It's crazy. I mean. That's crazy. That's horrifying. What kind of freak? Forty-four uh, percent of Democrat voters surveyed. Forty-four percent in a field of twenty-two people. How do you? Forty-four percent, ladies and gentlemen. No more calls, please. We do have a winner. We it's have a Joe winner. Biden. If he could just keep his hands <clears throat> off women for yeah. the next eighteen months, seriously, and, and that that could go either way. And I'm kind of glad. Because while he may have the best chance to win the presidency, I think he's also the least Marxist among the group. Yeah. Right? That's... I mean, if if it's not going to be Trump and a Democrat wins, which I, I don't see, I don't think will happen. I hope and pray <laughs> and, and pray. Uh, but heaven forbid, if a Democrat were to win, you'd want it to be Biden rather than one of these Marxists. He seems to be the most... Um... The most sane, reasonable, reasonable. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's not saying much. No, it's a terrible, insane crowd, and Biden is just the least insane among them, and that's not a good way to go. But it's forty-four to fourteen percent his lead over Bernie Sanders. <laughs> forty-four to four. That's thirty points. Thirty-point lead. Is that crazy? That is. You see a couple more polls like that, and you can turn out the lights. Kamala Harris is in third place at 9%. Jeez. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's Joe Biden and the dwarves at this point. <laughs> Joe Biden and the 21 dwarves. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's, that's what this race is shaping up to be. A huge surge uh, since, she, since he launched 
And I, I don't know, maybe people were just waiting to see, is he really going to run? Okay, yeah, that's who I want. It does kind of give you some hope for the Democrats who are, you know, just normal people who are not the party leadership. They're just rank and filed. Your neighbor who's a Democrat, hopefully they don't want socialism. Hopefully they don't want communism and Marxism. But uh, according to Mark Penn, the director of the survey in this in this Harris poll, the Biden surge is significant and greater than expected. His launch was super successful, and he's opened up a significant lead. And this is all despite the touchy-feely stuff. And all the, that. All that. <sighs> uh-huh. Smelling people's hair. Mm. And, gee, your hair smells terrific. Is that Perk Plus? Gee, your, your shoulders feel terrific. Mm. All of that. All know. of that stuff. Not to mention the Ukrainian and the Chinese oh, thing. Oh, they don't care. Ah, Seriously. What? They, they don't, Why? Care don't worry about, about it. about that at all. They don't. No. Democrats don't. they're not don't. going to. Yeah, that's true. If they true. don't care that their last nominee or a couple right. of nominees back sat in a church every Sunday where they were bad-mouthing America. What? No. Who did that? That's, I can't imagine anybody. That's do. old news. That's but they didn't win, right? They didn't win, that person. They won twice. It's out there listening to anti-Americanism for 20 years. Yeah, but what if he what if he had wax in his ears the whole time and just didn't hear it? Oh, that might have been the What day. if he slept every Sunday? What if that happened? Uh, then you wouldn't hold him accountable for any of that, right? Surely not. Surely not. So you're saying the Dems are done, huh? So they don't even have to have their debates or anything. Anybody else out there? Uh... I mean, a lot can change in a year and a half. Yeah, you're right. Uh, a lot can change. Sure can. And I remember... Wasn't it 2008 when Hillary was 30 points ahead of Barack Obama and hmm. he wound up 20 points ahead of her or whatever it was? There was like a 40 or 50 point swing, it seems to me, in that 2008 race. And in fact, speaking of 2008, hmm. that was the year where McCain was polling at about 3% oh, yeah. right around Labor right. Day. And I remember he showed up at an event in Charleston and the local news did a shot of the crowd and it was this big stage and this field, and McCain's talking to, I am not exaggerating, there couldn't have been more than 18, 24 people in the crowd. And it was so, and I was so happy. I was like, yes, McCain's done. Oh, it looked like he was completely done. And then I don't know what it was other than that, um, that freedom activist, that female that was killed in Pakistan, I believe. And people pointed to that as, oh my gosh, we need a, an international thinker as president. And that's all I could correlate. And a military mind. A military mind. And that mm -hmm. was the time that his numbers started to take off, September, October of 2007. And uh, the rest is history, including John McCain at the polls against Barack Obama. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, so, so anything can so anything, happen. Yeah, anything can happen. We are so far out from November yeah. of 2020. It was probably, you know, and not only, not only uh, uh, is McCain a really good example of that, but so is... Bill Clinton. I mean, Bill Clinton started at 2% about this time of the campaign in 1991. So look what happened there. Yeah. Uh, anything can happen. Although a 30-point advantage is kind of tough to overcome, it can happen. And it can happen pretty fast. I mean, what would you say like the equivalent would probably be, say, with 17 minutes and 7 seconds left in a Super Bowl, up being 25-point lead? Something like that? Like, it, the mm -hmm. chances of you... Mm -hmm. Losing that. I wouldn't have said that, no, but because uh, I'm not continually thinking of that. Um, but I know there are some who would Some go bitter there. souls out there? Yeah, that mm -hmm. would go there over and over and over and over again, even though it was, what, three years ago? It's like, might be time to move on? I don't even know what you're talking about, Might be Pat. time to, 
you know, let it go? No, nope, never. Yeah. Not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Go Falcons. I mean, fourth and 24, uh, the Green Bay oh, Packers. Boy, yeah, do you hear you me talk your... about that all the time? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No. No, I don't. One play. <laughs> One play. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Let it go. I let nothing go. 888 right. Let me tell you about um, our new sponsor, which is an old sponsor. Back again, and this time. <laughs> uh, we all know that D.C. liberals are trying to import socialism to America. We see it every day. We talk about it every day. What many don't know is that HHS Secretary Alex Azar is actually helping their cause by trying to let foreign countries dictate the prices of your medicine. Now, doing this will lead to shortages of vital medicines and set medical research back decades, making it harder for researchers to find cures for horrible diseases like diabetes, Alzheimer's, and cancer. Now, there's a reason that um, the price of medication is higher in America. These companies are the ones who are developing, who are researching and developing new medicines. Something like 65, 70, 75% of the new medicines that are developed come from the United States. Now, I didn't sign up for foreign governments to meddle with my health care, did you? Thankfully, FreedomWorks is doing everything they can to sound the alarm and stop Azar's experiment in socialized medicine in its tracks. That's why I'm asking you to go to freedomworks.org slash pat and tell Secretary Azar to fix patients, not prices. Freedomworks.org slash Pat. Go there and take action right now. Again, freedomworks.org slash Pat. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. By the way, more proof positive of global warming snow today in uh, parts of South Dakota. (laughs) It's May 6th. Yeah. Yeah. You liking that? Saves 84? <laughs> May 6th. Snow in Rapid City, South Dakota. Mm, that weather weirding is... Uh, weather weirding. That's what it is. And you Corey, know what that is? You know what that's from? Corey it, Gardner. It's it's from, well, Corey Gardner, <laughs> who banned birth control, and global warming. <clears throat> Wait. The other Corey, uh, Corey Booker, was was on with uh, Jake Tapper over the weekend, and uh, Jake Tapper was kind of holding his feet to the fire a little bit on health care. Um, called him out for supporting a bill that would eliminate private health insurance. But see, that's 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 what these socialists are all about. They've they've been hiding this until now, and now they're just coming out and and sharing it. Yeah, we need to eliminate private businesses. Oh, okay. Well, here's the discussion between uh, Tapper and Booker. You are a co-sponsor of Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All bill, which essentially will ultimately get rid of private health insurance for everything except for extraneous things like cosmetic surgery. But you have said you favor a health plan that does not do away with private insurance. So are you supporting a bill you don't believe in? I don't understand. No, exactly. well, look. Again, as a guy who had to run a city that was in crisis when I took it over, 
Um, you don't let your uh, sort of purity of what you're looking for undermine urgent results needed right now for the people in your community. They don't have time to wait for us to get to a point years down the road. And so I think we have the most inefficient system uh, on the planet Earth. We spend almost 20% of our GDP, about 18%, for the worst results of the industrial nations. And we uh, have lots of people no. taking profits off of the system. Remember, all that expenditures we're doing, trillions of dollars, are not going to patient care. We have a system that's designed more towards the back end of problems when they're more expensive, the hospital emergency room, uh, dealing with things when they come acute, not dealing with mm -hmm. them in a preventative care, early detection, uh, early intervention. So this system is broken. Right, but do you support mm -hmm. Medicare for all? I, I, I stand by supporting Medicare for all, but I'm also that mm -hmm. pragmatist that when I'm chief He's executive of the country like I was, I'm mm -hmm. going to find the immediate things that we can do because I'm telling you right now, we're not going to pull health insurance from 150 million Americans who have private insurance who like their insurance. My union mm -hmm. friend, brothers mm -hmm. and sisters who mm -hmm. have negotiated for mm -hmm. their health insurance, it's going to have to be a pathway to getting there that's going to start <laughs> with the common sense things that can unite Americans. Jeez. With all due respect, Senator, that's not what this bill does that you co-sponsor mm -hmm. the bill friends Thank long you. enough to say that whenever you start something with all due respect <laughs> <laughs> you know it's trouble you know it's trouble well the quote the text of the bill says quote it shall be unlawful for a private health insurer to sell health insurance coverage that duplicates the benefits provided under this act and i just wonder look you favor a, a pragmatic uh, approach that doesn't go that far no, and i just wonder did you feel pressure from liberal and progressive activists oh you need to sign up for medicare for all when you didn't actually believe in it look I stood in the saddle under the most difficult conditions and made change because I don't bend to pressure. I, I focus on people. In America, healthcare should be a right. That is where no. we need oh, to go to. Oh, By the way, most Americans agree wow. that if you're in this nation, mm. as the wealthiest country on the planet Earth, it, it should so be a right. That. Now, there's no, many ways that we're going to get there. I no. believe if we're designing our system, help Medicare for all is mm. the right way to go. But I'm also realistic to say, wow. and you know this, uh, when I become president, we may have only maybe a 50-50 tie in the Senate. And my vice president, whoever she is, is going to have to get a lot of exercise <laughs> going to the Senate and breaking ties. We are going to have to do things that do my get oh, me towards man. my goal of expanding access talking? and lowering yes. costs. Wow, jeez. Whoever she is. Whoever she is. Okay. Uh, nice little aside there. Not calculated at all. No, no. I'm was, sure that's just that's just that part of his vernacular. Man. That was just flow of a conversation, exactly right. Pat. He didn't it's, plan obviously that. Obviously, it's going to be a woman. You know, and and uh, could it be a minority woman? Well, yes, yes, it could. It could be Kamala Harris. It could. It could be Harris. Booker Harris, like he has any shot at becoming president and uh -huh. being able to select a vice president. But I love that. He's like, OK, so I've got to pick pick an answer that is probably going to get a lot of play, like some big news. Mm -hmm. Maybe when we do the Medicare for all thing, I'll slip in whoever my vice president, mm -hmm. whoever she is. That way it'll be and that'll deflect that the attention mm -hmm. from the fact that I'm supporting something I don't believe in. Yeah, let's see if that even made. And yet news. I'm defending supporting something I don't believe in. <laughs> Wait. I, that was a nice job by Tapper to hold his feet to the fire there and to try to get at the real issue that he supposedly doesn't support Medicare for all. And yet he's pushing Medicare for all. Well, yeah, I just I'm my people are suffering right now. Oh, OK. And you're you're going to fix that, Corey? Yeah, that's because you represent the state of New Jersey. That's just kind of built Jeez. in, factored in, baked oh, it's, in. It's agonizing. Uh, by the way, he's been floating this. I'll be looking to women first for a potential VP since at least February of this year. And why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just look for the best qualified candidate? If that's a woman, great. If it isn't, that's also great. <laughs> so what? You should be you should be looking for the best qualified person 
to be your vice president. Then he then he said it again in March. Now he's saying it now. I mean, he, he's it's just identity politics. Yes. That's all he's about. Ugh, That's all he's about. It's pathetic. Uh, but there was more. Uh, <laughs> he also, you know, what about raising taxes? You don't think you don't suppose he'd be in favor of that? No, 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 no. Would you? I wouldn't think so. Um, here's more with Tapper and Cory Booker. What do you say to somebody who says, yeah, I'm not crazy about Trump, but the economy has done so much better. And mm. Republicans keep telling me the Democratic nominee is going to raise my taxes. And he is talking about raising taxes. So that might hurt the economy. That might mm-hmm. hurt my bottom line. What's the counter argument to that? Look, I think that we, we live in a nation with far more patriotism than people are, are expressing. And what I mean by that is folks want the best for their country. Yeah. And they know yeah. and that if your family best, doesn't have a great public school for your kid, if your family does not have great access to health care, right. then we all are suffering as a result of that and often creating greater costs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So paying higher taxes is patriotic. <laughs> yep. There you go. It's, uh, paying higher taxes is just patriotism. Sorry. Uh, when we force the money out of your pocketbook, when we... Take it by force from you. That's patriotism? I'm sorry. How is that patriotism? <laughs> if you were voluntarily giving your money to the state, I maybe you could make a case for patriotism. I don't know. If you if you said, look, I, I want uh, 5% of my income to go, an extra 5% that I'm just willingly giving you to go to defense of this country... That you could consider that patriotism, maybe, but when they're raising your taxes uh, and taking it out of your pay every couple of weeks, and just taking more from you, taking more from you, you're not volunteering it. That's not charity. That's not patriotism. That's uh, that's force. It's forced out of your hand and into their pocket. So I mean, th- that has nothing to do with patriotism. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with charity. It has nothing to do with goodness. In fact, quite the opposite. Forcing people to do things is not, it's not the way of, uh, of goodness. Where does force comes from the other side of the equation? That's just uh, patriotism. Um, he, is, he might be the worst of all the candidates. Every time you hear him speak, it's like, oh, I, I can't imagine anything worse than this guy. Yeah. And, um, Corey, if it's helpful, you can clear your calendar of pick a vice presidential uh, running mate because uh, you're not getting that far. No, he's, he's not going to need he's not going to need a running. I, mate. I feel like you're setting yourself up for disappointment. You keep talking about, you know, mm-hmm. my female vice president. Mm-hmm. Um, come on, Corey. And, you know, it might happen uh, immediately after the debate. I think he'll hang on till the debate. But I don't know that Cory Booker even has. Does he even have two percent of the vote in this in in polls so far? I'll check. I don't know. Spartacus. We just had we just yeah. mentioned the poll that showed Biden up by thirty points, and that was over uh, Bernie Sanders, who had fourteen. He was forty four to fourteen, and then Kamala Harris had nine percent. Uh, then you're going to have Elizabeth Warren, Beto. Uh, but a Buddha judge, he's going to be in there. 
Uh, Booker is way behind all those people. Oh, I, I don't even know if he's at 2%. Let's see, he's at 2% uh, latest CNN poll. Okay, 2%. Quinnipiac, same, 2%. Mm. But then this little thing has got me interested in the middle of the story. It's embedded. This poll may offer some good news for Cory Booker, dated April 29th. Oh. Um, oh, you know what that good... You know what What's that good the good news? news? Good news is... Said three percent in that one. Oh wow! And so wow! So he's he's uh, on fire. I mean, the trajectory is, is <laughs> dynamic. At this he point. went up a third. Yeah. Wow, that's great for him. So good. Okay. So why don't you just go ahead and make your go ahead and pick you out a running mate? <laughs> go ahead. Go play in the sandbox over yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, imagine being evicted from your own home for not paying your home equity loan. That you never took out. That's exactly what happened to a Portland couple. And you could be the next victim. The crime is home title fraud. A year ago, I had no idea what or how often this crime happened. Uh, But the consequences are devastating when they do happen. Home titles and mortgages are kept online where criminals hunt for them. They forge your name. They take you off your home's title. Then they borrow money using your home as collateral. You won't know anything about it until late payments start to arrive in your mail. Identity theft programs, banks, insurance programs don't protect you. For just pennies a day, Home Title Lock does. It'll put a virtual barrier around your home's title and mortgage. I rely on Home Title Lock to help guard my home, and you should too. Unfortunately, you could already be compromised. Thankfully, there's an easy way to find out. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and get registered. You get a free title scan and report. It's a $100 value. You get that free with your sign-up. Go to HomeTitleLock.com before it's too late. It's HomeTitleLock.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple Eight. 93 And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, some companies are considering banning all physical contact in the workplace now. It, you know, with the Me Too movement, it's probably prudent. But, I mean, they're talking about even handshakes. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And all physical contact. You just can't touch anybody in your workplace. Uh, you know, if you've had that two-cheek kiss or even a one-cheek kiss... Uh, that wait, wait. that would not be appropriate. Uh, besides, those are awkward and uh, yeah, it should be banned anyway. It's those kinds of greetings, though, that has made companies think twice about physical contact. So, um, what about smelling uh, people's co- hair, coworkers' hair in the workplace? Definitely, definitely out. That's off. Yeah, Limits? that's off. Mm-hmm. All right, sorry, Joe. A survey by Total Jobs found out that three out of four people want all physical contact banned at work. The idea is to remove confusion over what kind of touching is appropriate. No kind. <laughs> so some companies are now considering whether they should even prohibit handshakes in the office place. Good grief, I mean, man. seriously? Uh, he shook my hand, and that made me really uncomfortable. I was really, I was uncomfortable with it because he held my hand for a long time, and I thought, what? That's kind of creepy. That's like less than a second. <laughs> Uh, some people say that's going a little too far. No. 
Others think, um, well, you know, it's it's a show of mutual respect. Why would you? But if you're going to ban all touching, I guess you have to ban that too. Yeah, I remember when they implemented stuff like this in schools, and I thought it was a little silly then, you know. No hugs, no high fives, no nothing. Now, apparently, mm. adults can't even handle society. Right. right. That's where we've come. Yeah. that That is where we are. Uh, we've come so far down this bizarre road that is there i don't know if there's any turning back now there is not there probably isn't no there's no turning back <laughs> so just stop touching everybody in the workplace don't touch them for any reason at all i mean there's benefits to if this. somebody's choking in the workplace just uh-huh. let them suffocate yes. see i was just about <laughs> don't want to give see, them a, i was going to want to give him a heimlich i was going to go the route of you know those of us that work with jeffy mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. there's a benefit there right um but uh, I can see what you're saying now. Now we're just going to let our coworkers just yeah, just, eh, just oh, go sorry, and, go and choke. Can't touch you. So <laughs> good luck. You want some water? Maybe maybe a water would help. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, it's that ridiculous. Yep, we are not able to govern ourselves. Apparently, sad. See, it's sad but true. Uh, also, news broke on Friday. That North Korea's Kim Jong-un has resumed testing missiles despite months of work with President Trump and South Korea's Moon Jae-in. On Saturday, President Trump tweeted from his motorcade on his way to the golf course that he isn't too concerned. Uh, South Korean officials reported that the North fired short-range projectiles Saturday morning. Um, At present, our military has intensified surveillance and vigilance to prepare for North Korea's additional launches, uh, according to South Korea. Uh, in a statement, though, Sarah Sanders said, we're aware of North Korea's actions tonight. We'll continue to monitor as necessary. The president, however, said that, uh, I believe that Kim Jong-un fully realizes the great economic potential of North Korea. He also knows that I'm with him and doesn't want to break his promise to me. Yeah, I think you might be giving him a little too much credit there. That's good. Yeah, I I think you might have a little too much faith in Kim Jong-un. Because he continues to seemingly push the the line here and uh, doesn't seem to care much about his relationship with President Trump. I don't think he cares as much about his relationship with President Trump as President Trump thinks he cares. But we'll see. It's too many steps from my brain. We'll see. You don't think he cares as much as I don't think that he cares. Right. Yes. Got it. You got it. Uh, yeah, I'm slow. It's mm-hmm. Monday. Yeah. You know, and, uh-huh. I, and I'm me. Well, and that's I, a good I felt, point. I felt there was some math involved there somehow. No, there's no math. Yeah, there's steps involved. No math. Multiple. There's a couple steps. steps. Yeah. yeah. So it is kind of mm-hmm. complex. So for me, it's 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 uber <laughs> complex. Huh. Oh, did you uh, want to do that uh, that that uh, sociologist guy at all? Oh yes! Oh my gosh! That now that's infuriating. Yes, and and I don't think you'll get through it because it's there's gonna be a lot of start stops. <laughs> now this is the guy who says uh, white men are are dying young because yeah. of conservative policies. Yeah, because right? uh, yeah, because whitey McWhiteface uh-huh. uh, votes are for voting. policies that that um, that aren't progressive enough. That aren't progressive enough and are causing them to die younger. Yep. All right, uh, Jonathan Metzel. Oh, he's a winner. Argues that the politics of racial resentment is killing Americans in the heartland. Uh, here's what he has to say. 
The reason we're seeing shortened lifespans is in part about addiction, in part about economics, but it's also about particular health policies. And what I'm trying to illustrate is these are terrible health policies. <laughs> it's almost like an epidemic, or what economists have, have called deaths of despair. But the irony here is that people are voting for these policies that are shortening their own lifespans. For example, oh, wow. uh, in Tennessee, I studied wow. what happened when the state blocked uh -huh. um, really implementation uh -huh. of the Affordable Care Act or, oh, um, or, or uh, expansion of any kind of government health care safety net. And what I found was that What'd that act alone What'd ended up uh -huh. costing every white person in the state on the aggregate about two to three weeks of their life. Uh, when what? I looked at uh, the liberalization of gun laws in the state uh -huh. of Missouri, okay. this, the, the effects were pretty remarkable. What were happened they? is it became easier and easier to get guns. Uh, on one hand, really? many people felt like that was um, bolstering um, their Second Amendment rights. But when right? I looked at the health data, what, what I saw were soaring rates of not just gun oh, homicide, no. but also gun suicide, accidental huh. shootings, oh, wow. um, partner violence. Partner and ultimately violence. what I found was that, that, that the loss, there were over 12,000 lost life years just in the first five years that those policies and passing. Okay, and stop for a second. 12,000 lost life years? Life years, man. I, okay. There's 12,000 lost life years. That's it's not good. Because I guess. you have a constitutional right to own a gun. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, uh, has he looked into what's going on in Chicago where liberal policies reign, where they have the most liberal gun laws in the country? Have you looked into the lost life years in Chicago or uh, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Maryland? How many lost life years have we had in Baltimore, Maryland? A million? If you add up all the years of all the people who've been killed with uh, gun violence in Chicago, Detroit, uh, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Maryland, New Orleans, Louisiana, where all these liberal policies reign. Uh, and, you know, how many of those guys are 20, 21, younger sometimes? Uh, and you, if you were to use the average age of 76, I'll bet you add up a lot of lost life years uh, with the policies that have come from those places. This guy's unbelievable. <laughs> it's rough, man. <laughs> where did he, where did Jonathan Metzel come from? Uh, he's a sociology professor at uh, Vanderbilt University. Anytime you're sociology, anything. Okay. Uh, I don't want to listen to you. Although we've got a little more. Let's just tear him out. <laughs> In the state of Kansas, they basically did these massive tax cuts oh, no. that uh -oh. ended up um, That's enriching people. people at the very top of the economic system, but right. were terrible for working-class people. And what happened when you started to cut away budgets from schools is that people started to drop out of high school. And what I found in my research was that dropping out of high school correlated with about a five to seven year shorter lifespan. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> if you drop out of high school, you're going to die five years earlier. Huh. Okay. You want to talk about so many steps, man. Yeah. This, this guy. This is ridiculous. That's a long way to the well for his arguments. That's like, you know what this guy is? The points he's making? Hmm. That's like me trying to tell a joke around here. Right? <laughs> yes. It just goes on and on, and you get to the end, you're like, wait, that doesn't wait, make that sense at all. It wasn't even funny. Why do you? Well, it's funny. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. It's, uh, you just was... keep thinking that. You keep thinking that. Uh, so if you'd like to 
hear more from Jonathan. Uh, <laughs> he's the author of Dying of Whiteness. <laughs> and so... Uh, okay. You could, uh, you could read the rest of what he has to say in Dying of Whiteness. Nah. <laughs> Jeez. Hard pass on that one. And again, so you looked into Kansas, Missouri... Where else did Tennessee. he look? Tennessee. And where white people live. And where, yeah, where white people live. He didn't look into Chicago, D.C., mm-hmm. Baltimore. Um, you know, and I would love to see some of his methodology, too, where he finds that uh, there's 12,000 lost life years. Dying of whiteness. <laughs> I'd like to see the stats on that. Uh, 888-933-93. Also... Um, where did this LGBT... I don't know. Uh, was that the... LGBT meant something different. Somebody uh, tweeted out that... Yeah, so we got a picture of some food that somebody's found a sandwich in a store. And how dare they? How dare they write that LGBT mm-hmm. stands for lettuce, guacamole, bacon, and tomato sandwich? You can't do that. You can't be doing that. You can't do Look at that. that. And then they appropriate the colors. I'm sorry, the rainbow belongs oh my, to the LGBTQ2++IA oh my plus plus infinity community. And here and it was tweeted out by Pat's wasted consonants. <laughs> <laughs> so they obviously found this LGBT sandwich. Uh-huh. In the store somewhere. So, yeah, so it's like the barbecue guy who, who these people are who changed LGBT uh-huh. or whatever I forgot something about barbecue. They got to be shut down. You got to stop. You got to shut down this store. Wait, not just the company that makes no. the sand- like the the grocery no. store. The grocery that store. The company. It? Yeah, everybody who's had wow. it. Everybody who's walked by and seen it. <laughs> everybody Wait. needs to be. The people who have seen it have to be put in prison. We we just saw it. We have to be put in prison. I don't want to go to prison. Yeah, I know, but that's that's the way it goes sometimes. Okay. <laughs> also, last week we had Beto's missing uh, turtle. He had to go home because oh his turtle was missing. The kid's kid's turtle literally was missing. Little teeny turtle, not yeah. a tortoise, not some you know regular sized turtle. Just one of those little teeny ones. He had to go home to try to find it. <laughs> Um, well, now, Yvette Gomez of Temple doesn't know whether her 40-pound female pet tortoise named Anita lumbered off or was stolen. Oh, no. But she wants her, her turtle back. What is happening? A lot of, a lot of missing turtles. Yeah. This is, I mean, the turtles are imperiled right now. Gomez was gone from home just 15 minutes uh, Saturday, but returned to find Anita and her 80-pound male tortoise, Jeffrey, oh, missing. no. Oh, Jeffrey was Jeffrey's later, back. later yes, found. You can't five, miss. five miles from home. It's hard to miss something called Jeffy. <laughs> five miles. A, tur- a tortoise with five miles? That and must it, have taken some time, right? Yeah, and then we got a flying turtle who took out a windshield in South Carolina. What's going on with the turtles, man? The turtles know, <laughs> like the bees used to.